On December 26, 2004, that was a few years ago, um, there was a significant shift in the tectonic plates on the Asian ocean floor. The tsunami it generated literally changed the physical and personal landscape for generations to come. You may remember the earthquake off Indonesia and all the lives that were incredibly touched by that and, and lost. On August 29, 2005, the warm waters of the Gulf fueled a storm that eventually spanned the entire Gulf area. Hurricane Katrina, the mother of all storms, devastated three states, and it took billions of dollars and a lot of recovery efforts to even begin to return to normal. During this time, add in Y2K, 9-11, and other international terrorist attacks, the Afghan and Iraqi wars, numerous significant earthquakes, and one realizes the following. The 21st century had a very stormy start. Um, and things haven't really changed very much. <laughs> um, you know, a storm occurs when two opposing forces collide. Whether they be forces of ideology, it could be a warm front and a cold front. Whatever it might be, whenever two opposing forces collide, there is a storm that takes place. And again, you remember 9-11, the battle between uh, Islamists and the world exploded at that point. And remember, even over the past few years, ISIS uh, in the Middle East uh, basically convert to Islam or die. Uh, there's been the China virus, the economic loss, fear, and loneliness that so many millions have gone through, continue to go through in this country and throughout the world. And uh, it seems to me, and I would imagine to you as well, that the storms keep coming and seem to be intensifying uh, in ways that you and I can't even to begin to imagine. And so how do we live in the environment in which we are? You know, this is uh, a time where I want to share with you about the stewardship of your talents, of your life. And one of the questions you and I can honestly ask in this moment is, how do I even begin to be a faithful steward of my life and the gifts and talents that God has given me when I have a hard time even getting out of my house, right? <laughs> um, how do I even begin to live my life and begin to contribute to the community when uh, it's hard for even the community to get together? Uh, and, I mean, these are honest and real questions that uh, all of us are struggling with at this time. We have a wonderful scripture in Philippians 4, 6 to 7. And it's a word of peace. Um, it says, do not be anxious for anything. And again, um, we, I, I think we live in a time of heightened anxiety. As much as uh, the coronavirus has been real and is occurring and going on, um, we also have a virus of fear that has been just as real. Uh, a lot of anxious people, and understandably so, losing jobs, losing money, losing homes, uh, taking their lives. And so this, this virus of anxiety is as real as the coronavirus, and I think has actually claimed more lives in a lot of different ways. And yet we hear in Philippians today, do not be anxious for anything. That includes the present storms that we're going through. Now, again, I just laid out for you how the 21st century had a very stormy start. And uh, again, the moment in which we're living right now, it seems to be intensifying. 
And so even in the midst of that, we hear the words of our Lord, do not be anxious for anything. So I think anything means anything. Um, it doesn't say, do not be anxious except for... Uh, it, says, it doesn't say, do not be anxious except if you're really feeling worried about something. It says, do not be anxious for anything. But in everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your requests known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And so that's the promise. And it's actually a promise that works. But you have to choose to actually let your cares and let your requests and let your burdens and your fears be made known to God in order for that peace to come upon you. And again, I would just give you a very concrete, a simple suggestion as you do this. As you pray, open up your hands before God. And as you're praying, you can close your eyes if you want. You can keep them open. And just, just envision putting into your hands all the things that you're anxious about, all the people that you're anxious about, all the things that you're fearful about, all the things that you're concerned about. And just say, God, I give it to you. Based on Philippians 4, 6, and 7, I'm giving you everything I'm anxious and fearful about. And I want to receive your peace. I want to receive your peace. It's as simple as that. Oh, Father Joe, it can't be that simple. <laughs> I've done this prayer a lot of times in a lot of different places in some pretty anxious and fearful and worrying moments. And let me just tell you this. It is that simple. In the scripture, it talks about a peace that passes understanding. This makes absolutely no sense at all, but it works. <laughs> so I don't care. It, it just doesn't, it doesn't have to make sense to me. As long as it works, that's what matters. It works. And as you commit those concerns and those fears to God, they're in God's hand. He'll give you his peace. And then guess what happens? In the meantime, He's taking care of all of those things you've been worried about, all those, th all those things you've been fearful about, all those things that you're anxious about, and you'll have a better outcome than you and I could ever begin to imagine. There's another scripture I want to bring in here that I think is very timely in the midst of the stormy times in which we live. And it comes from Matthew 7, and it's the story of the wise and the foolish builders. In this particular part of scripture, Jesus is sharing a story that everybody can relate to. And he tells the reality of two kinds of builders, a wise builder and a foolish builder. It says, the wise builder built his house upon the rock. And when the storm came, it beat against that house. The winds blew, the lightning came, the thunder, all this kind of stuff that goes on during a really bad storm. And if you were here during Irma, <laughs> you know what that feels like. Very bad storm. And yet, the house did not fall because it was built upon the rock and it stood the test. Then he talks about another builder, a foolish builder, who built his house upon the sand. Now that house, as the storm came, with the same kind of effect, uh, with the winds and the rain and the, all that kind of stuff, blew the house down and destroyed it. They both had houses. They both went through storms. But they both had very different foundations. One was rock, and one was sand, and that made all the difference in the world. Now, Jesus, in this wonderful story, shares about the reality that the wise builder 
who built upon the rock is simply the person that applies Jesus' words and that obeys them. What Jesus says, what Jesus directs, what Jesus is calling you and me to do, uh, we will be wise builders if we obey him and follow his word and honor that. So that when the storm comes and storms come into all of our lives, our house will be built upon the rock of obeying his word and it will stand. The foolish builder, on the other hand, who built his house on sand, was simply the person who did not obey the Lord's words. He disobeyed them, and he went in a different direction. Whenever the Lord told him to go left, he went right. <laughs> Whenever the Lord told him to go up, he went down. Whenever the Lord was moving him to move in a certain direction, he went in the opposite direction. Foolish builder. Foolish builder. And, and that was the builder who built his house upon the sand. When the storm came, his house was destroyed. Very simple question for you and me here in this moment, according to Matthew 7. Are you building your house on rock or sand? I'm not, not going to ask for a show of hands. <laughs> you can really answer this question real honest in your own spirit right now. All right? Are you building your house on rock or sand? It's a very important question in this hour because, as we all know, we're in the midst of a significant storm that, again, is intensifying. It's intensifying on so many different levels in the hour in which we live. And so one of the most important questions you can ask yourself right now is, am I obeying God's word to me? Is my house built upon the rock of obedience to Him? Because if it is, your house will be able to stand the storms that continue to come. If it is not, your house is going to collapse. It may not have collapsed yet, but it will with the storms that are coming. Are you being faithful with your God-given talents? Are you being faithful with the talents that God has given you? And again, this is part of our stewardship. And whether you're retired or still working, whether you're old or younger, whatever your case might be, uh, the reality is each one of us has talents and gifts. And even in the midst of this, these, these very challenging times where up is down and down is up and things just don't seem, they're not normal right now, you still have talents. You still have gifts. You still have abilities. God is still calling you forth to be involved in some way, shape, or form. Are you using those talents to the best of your ability in this moment? You need to think about that. You need to pray about that. You need to stop listening to the evening news and what they're telling you to do. And you need to start listening to Jesus and what he's speaking to your heart to do. What is God calling you to do in this hour? And how is he calling you to, to use the talents and the gifts that you have in this moment? In closing, Hurricane Andrew was a monster storm. Huge. 
I actually visited a priest friend who lived in Coral Gables on the East Coast. Uh, shortly after that storm hit that area, I was living up in Cleveland at the time, came down to see him, was sharing about food for the poor that weekend in his parish. And he shared with me about that storm. He had stayed in Coral Gables as Hurricane Andrew went through, and he wrote out the storm in his bathtub. And I want to tell you something. As he was sharing that story with me, it was almost like it happened in his life five minutes ago. He was still shaking. He was still petrified about what he had gone through. That storm had marked his life in such a way that it literally shook him to the core. From that storm, uh, the Miami-Dade codes were developed in response to Hurricane Andrew. And let me just say, having gone through Irma down here while it went through, those codes save lives. I was in a house that was built under those codes, and I'm here to talk to you about it. <laughs> there are other places around here that were, weren't built according to those codes, and they aren't here anymore. Those codes save lives. This word... Jesus' words, Jesus' codes, Jesus' direction in your life and my life saves lives. May we have the grace, wherever we are in this moment, to obey him, to follow him, to listen to him like never before, that your life and my life, our house, will be built upon the rock. Amen.